In this episode, we talk about our fears and hopes for the future. Although the future is unclear, we believe it is important to discuss these two topics because they contrast each other and hope trumps fear. With the political climate being so rocky, we believe it is important to discuss our fears and hopes of finding solutions. In times like these, we must remember never to give up hope. In segment one, we talk about our current and future fears and how we will overcome them. So Elizabeth, what are your fears for the future considering everything you've learned in this cycle? I am scared for the society we live in because of the extreme racism and classism that is being spread out to non-white and rich people. This is what we are looking into the future. No one knows for sure what will happen and time goes by so fast. I am scared that what women have worked for will be erased but we will not go down easily. I fear that our country will even have fights within itself, not only with outside countries. What will our children in the future think of the world they will be born into and grow up in? Will they think it's normal? I don't think that is okay. And, it's, and that's a terrible thing to experience, that your kids think this horrible world is okay and that everything bad that's happening is normal. Those are the fears that I have for the future. Many, many different things, and I hope that none of this happens in the future because it would be very terrible and terrifying. <laughs> so, Queenie, what do you think? My fear for the future is that the executive orders, like the Muslim ban, will continue to force people back to countries they fled from. I fear that more laws will be made that impact the environment in a negative way. Like, what if we got rid of some public schools, and what if colleges became more expensive? I'm also scared that we will start getting enemies from countries and get bombed, involving terrorist attacks. I'm scared that we will lose our freedom and justice. I am scared that everything in society is getting more expensive. Prices are rising and it is making it hard for us to pay. This makes certain stuff hard for us and for those who are struggling already with life and money problems. So, Yuchang, what do you think? My fear is for the future, considering everything I have learned in this cycle is my fear of war. I fear that the other countries will turn their backs on us because of the current U.S. administration. No other country will no longer help the U.S., and we will go to war against a lot of them. I fear that we will no longer be such a good America again. I do not say great because it was never great in the first place. I am also scared that the supporters of hate and violence will continue to act on their feelings. There are already a lot of destruction in the world, and I do not want any in our territory, the American soil. America is supposed to be a safe space for me, but with the changes that are happening, I feel that it's no longer true. I fear that there will be a lot of riots, rallies, and marches against the administration, and I feel like those won't be any useful anymore because many politicians turned a blind eye. What about you, Wendy? Uh, some of my fears for the future considering everything that I have learned this cycle is my education and rights. I fear that I will not be able to do or get the things that other people with more power would be able to. I don't want to be judged because of my status, race, or gender. This is really scary for minorities, especially women, because we've worked really hard to get to where we are today. But with our current president, Donald Trump, who makes sexist and racist comments on national television, his words promote other races and sexist to attack on minorities. I'm afraid in the future I have to walk outside fearing that someone will come at me and attack me just because 
I'm not privileged or equal. I'm scared that I would be denied education because of who I am. I think the future is going to be hard for certain groups of people. The efforts that our ancestors made who worked so hard to escape their struggles would become useless. Cheyenne, what are your thoughts? I am scared that we will not be able to achieve world peace due to our current political climate. Our government has been dropping airstrikes in other countries while discussing how we should put America first. We will never achieve peace with how things are going now. Instead, it will be utter chaos. We will be more divided than we should be, and instead of coming together to create progress in the world, I feel there will be a set hierarchy that will keep different types of people in the same area. I also fear that my future will be unstable, seeing how the government is cutting many federal programs. I fear that the future will be stuck, cleaning more of a mess than the ones our predecessors left us. I fear for those who have it worse than me, shoved into a corner, creating concentrated areas that exacerbate problems already happening, like poverty. Poverty happens because of the greed of people. There is always a cause for poverty, as we can see from places like Bangladesh. People need more clothes for a cheap price. The cost for it was child labor and unpaid workers. So how do you feel about it, Angela? Considering everything that I've learned in this cycle, I'm scared that all of the progress that we have made over the past decade will be set back. For example, we have made a lot of progress for the LGBTQ community, healthcare, and the environment. We have also made steps in bettering the immigration process and undocumented immigrants in this country. However, this is all going to be repealed and taken away by our current administration. He has recently tried to repeal Obamacare, something that will cost millions of people to not be able to afford health care, and he also put in place an immigration ban that specifically targeted religious groups of people, which are the Muslims. I am also afraid of the consequences that will occur because of the changes that are happening. Hate has been occurring more frequently and more hate crimes towards minorities, more frequently towards Muslims and blacks. I am scared that our future generation will grow up in a world of hate and hostility, which is not a healthy environment. What do you think, Grace? My fears for the future are people not being able to come into the United States when they want a better life. Many people come to America for a better chance and better life for their kids. The current administration wants to build a wall so Mexicans cannot come in. America is a place for all immigrants, and it has always been that way. America is made out of immigrants. Another fear is having politicians who do not support the people of America. I'm afraid supporters of the current administration will take away rights for those who have fought so hard to get them. We might go to war with many countries, and that is bad. We shouldn't go to war with countries that have done nothing to the United States. I want to have politicians who listen to the people. It's not fair to us, and we should have a say in things, especially for our future. The most thing I fear about is our children's education in the future. Will we have good role models? How will the defunding of education contribute to the way the children will grow up and contribute to their communities. Many people are afraid, myself included. What about you, Calvin? I fear that we may have a f- war in the future because of the current political climate. Banning seven countries and sending ships towards North Korea is dangerous, and I'm afraid of the repercussions. All this can start something that we don't want. Another thing that I'm scared of is that I won't be able to afford college. College is starting to get more expensive. Terrorism is a big fear in the most Americans because of 9-11. I was not even one when it happened, but I wouldn't want it to ever happen again in America. Events like that are scary, and I hope that they don't happen in my lifetime. Um, what is something you are afraid of, and how will you overcome it? Queenie, why don't you go first? 
I am afraid of a lot of things. For example, I am afraid of heights, dogs, the dark, and public speaking. I am afraid of heights, but I'm trying to get over it by going on high rides from the amusement park and going on high bridges. I am also afraid of dogs because I once got chased by a dog and got bitten by one. But to overcome it, it is to go closer to dogs and try petting it sometime. I'm afraid of the dark too, but just a little. I used to be so scared of the dark and always wanting to sleep with my parents. But when I finally got my own room, I always cover my, myself under my blankets every night for protection until I slowly fall asleep. But one day, I got a nightlight, and it made me feel more safe. But slowly, I'd grown more older, and the nightlight wasn't useful anymore. It was too bright, and it was hard for me to fall asleep. So I got rid of it one day, and after since, being in the dark wasn't scary anymore. I think that if you want to overcome your fear, you have to accomplish it by doing it step by step, and eventually you'll reach your goal. Wendy, what about you? Something that I'm afraid of is that I will not reach my goals. I'm scared that I might regret not doing something. I'm afraid I can't complete my goals or that I didn't try. I think that it's because I don't want to let myself down or show how much of a failure I am. I also don't want to fail my parents because they've worked really hard to support me. I guess I care about what people think of me. I'm also afraid that I will regret not doing something. Like sometime I will stop myself from doing something because it's either too hard, expensive, far, scary, dumb, or boring. But life is too short. And if I don't complete these goals, I might regret it. I, I will overcome my fears by working hard and reaching to my goals. I will also try new things and be confident. I will also try new things and be confident and do it because I want to. What about you, Yuching? Something I am afraid of is heights because I'm afraid of falling. I am afraid of peering through the ledge of a high place and thinking that if I lose my balance, I could fall and probably die. This started when I was seven, a time when my cousins invited my family to go sightseeing. The truth is that we went to a big bridge nearby. My uncle thought it was funny and threw me over his shoulders and leaned his back against the railing. In my then current situation, I was just clinging and dangling off his shoulders. I started crying and asking to be put down, but the people around me were just laughing and enjoying my pain. It was a good five minutes until he finally took me off. From then on, I tried to stay away from him in annual family meetings, even though he is old now and I gained a lot more weight and probably don't even remember, but I still resented him. That is how my fear of heights came to be. And if I want to overcome it, then I'm probably just stay away from high places. Okay, Grace, what about you? One major thing that I have been afraid of since I was little is heights. I am afraid of heights because I used to hear a lot of stories when we were going to Six Flags that many people have died from the roller coasters. I would also care about people breaking their bones because they fell off a swing when they were up in the sky. When I was little, I heard so many stories about people falling and breaking their bones because they were high up in the air. I wouldn't go on a roller coaster when I was little because I was afraid I would slip out the seat and fall and die because I was really skinny. I don't like going up high in the sky because I feel like I would fall. I also don't like the feeling in my stomach when I go up and down. I could overcome this fear by going on a roller coaster that goes high up in the air. Even though I am still skinny, I know I won't slip and fall out the seat. I could go to an amusement park and go on a roller coaster. This is how I could overcome my fear. What about you, Calvin? I am right now afraid of public speaking. 
Public speaking is just something that I have never really been good at. Overcoming it is going to be a big challenge for me because I don't know where I can practice it. But I can overcome it if I can take more opportunities to speak out loud in class. If I speak more aloud more, then I can overcome my fear. Cheyenne, what are your fears? I am very scared of the dark. I can't sleep in a new place in the dark. I feel so scared because I'm afraid of ghosts and monsters and I feel like something's out to kill me. My brain also projects these monsters and thoughts in my head for no reason. I sleep for a while, then a couple hours later, I wake up with my heart beating loud and fast. I don't know why I'm scared of the dark. Because it sounds very stupid to be scared of the dark. This makes me feel uneasy because it reminds me that people wake up when they're looked at. I can overcome my fear by sleeping alone in the dark. If I get comfortable to my surroundings, I will feel I will start to feel safe and not be scared of the dark. I just need support and to talk to people until I feel tired. Once I feel tired, I can let go of the fear because I value sleep more than my death. I can also overcome it by avoiding scary things altogether and live a stable, happy life. If I'm surrounded by people I know and are comfortable with, I can overcome it. There are many ways to overcome it, but sometimes it comes back and I usually just overcome it by Snapchatting and talking to people. What is something you are afraid of? Um, I am afraid of heights and public speaking. I have been afraid of heights ever since I was little. I would say my fear of heights is pretty severe because I remember as a child, I would always stay away from the monkey bars in the playground. Also, if I go up multiple flights of stairs at a time, I would start getting dizzy and would feel like my legs are going to give away because I feel like I'm going to fall. I think part of the reason why I'm scared of heights is because I'm a very clumsy person and I do not trust myself to be on the edge of something at a really high place because I'm very prone to getting hurt or falling. That is why I'm scared of heights. When I'm somewhere really high, my heart starts to race, my leg feels like it's getting weaker, and I feel like I'm going to fall any second. I also keep thinking about falling and hurting myself, which makes me even more scared of heights. I think a way for me to overcome this problem is to slowly expose myself to places that are really high up. Recently, I went hiking with my co-workers in Russell, and some trails involved narrow roads from a really high level. Some hills were also really steep, so, so I was also scared that I would not be able to climb up safely and walk down safely. But on the second day of the hike, I became more confident and I was slowly able to overcome it. Um, Elizabeth, what are your fears? Um, what I am truly afraid of is the supernatural because like you don't really know what it is and what other things lie in the supernatural world. Like we know the basics like ghosts and stuff, but what other beasts lie in that dim dimension? How do they travel around? Why are they able to do what they do? I will probably overcome them by either stop being afraid of them or not get over them at all. Another way is if they didn't exist or stop existing, but that is not possible. They will always exist for me. Another thing is clowns. They are so scary. Like the phenomenon that had happened not too long ago about clowns going around and threatening people or chasing them. If I was one of those people that encountered a clown, I would have probably died or ran away and called the police. I don't think I will get over the fear. It's just too scary for me. Um, I'm not really, really scared of clowns, but if I saw one at night or somewhere dark, I would break down. If it was a scary clown costume and then it started chasing me, I would run away so fast. Again, I don't think I would be able to get rid of this fear. And now, a word from our sponsors, the Rose Kennedy Greenway. The Rose Kennedy Greenway is a nonprofit organization whose mission is to maintain, program, finance, and improve the 1.5-mile Greenway on behalf of the public. For more information, visit their website at www.rosekennedygreenway.org.
In segment two, we are going to talk about our hope for the society and what we hope for it to be accomplished in the next year. We will also be talking about why hope is important and what happens when there's a loss of hope. We will also be discussing about why hope inspires people and what we hope for for ourselves personally in the next five years. Why is it important to be hopeful? What happens when there is a loss of hope? It is important to be hopeful because that way you will have a positive aspect in life that everything will be alright or it is going to be alright. Being positive not only helps yourself, but also helps change the mood of people around you. When people see or hear about your positive outlook in life, some of that positive mood might rub off of you to them, and their spirits will be lifted. If there are no hope, then the world will be a very depressing place. People will think that everything they do has no meaning. Their health will go down. A lot of more people will get depressed and people will start to lose their lives. It is important to be hopeful because anything could happen. Hope gives people a reason to do stuff and accomplish a goal. When there is a loss of hope, the person would probably be sad and won't care where life takes them. People need hope so they can accomplish their goals and try in life. Hope inspires people to accomplish their goals and be a better person. When people have hope, they do better and want more in their life when they have accomplished a goal. Hope also inspires, inspires people to be happy. People would be happy because they think something good will happen in the future. I hope that I could finish school and get a good job when I get older. I hope that my family will be safe and healthy. I also hope that I can support my friends and family when I grow up. I want to help the people that have helped me become the person I am going to be. I hope everyone in my life will also be successful and healthy. Um, it is important to be hopeful because it helps me become motivated to keep on going despite the hard times. I believe that as long as there is hope, you can keep going on and pursuing your goal. If you do not have hope, then it will discourage you from pursuing your goal and will only keep you down. And if you keep straying away from your goal, then it will hurt you even more. Hope inspires people to keep going when times are hard. It is kind of like looking at the positive side of things when things seem so negative and helpless. I don't think anything will last forever, just like bad times will not last forever. Therefore, as long as we keep believing that our hardships are temporary, then we can look forward to a happier future. I have hopes for society the next year, but I honestly don't think that any of these dreams will be accomplished in the next year. I hoped for more progress for the LGBTQ community, more action taken to help the undocumented immigrants, and laws that will help public education. Education. With the current political climate, I doubt that any of these hopes will ever be accomplished. I hope for a society that learns to accept each other instead of living in a world filled with hate and hostility. For myself, I hope that I will be able to graduate from college and start working on my master's degree. Um, life can be pretty hard and challenging and sometimes things are just depressing. It is important to be hopeful because with hope, that means there is a chance. Hope is like a light in a room full of darkness. Hope is something us humans look forward, something that makes us want to live on. Life is full of challenging obstacles, and there are the little things that can make us happier or hopeful. Without hope, we might forget what our true motives in doing these things were. Although things can get difficult at times, losing hope is giving up. Hope inspires people to believe and achieve. I hope for a better progressive world when the corrupt government system is revealed and we need to make some adjustment to help those in need rather than stepping on others to achieve gain. I also hope for a more colorful way of thinking rather than a black and white 
when we think of situations. I hope for people to interact with each other and have more conversations and realize different opinions does not mean that we should ostracize them. I hope for many things that will take so long to make because of all the norms that we have created in society. I hate America, but I also love it. There's so much bad apples with good apples. I just wish people would understand if we were on the same footing level, we could achieve so many things. What are some things you hope are accomplished in the next year or five years? I hope to accomplish my goal of getting better at math, getting A's, playing less games, reading more books, and studying every day. I hope what happened after a few years is to stop playing games that much and start worrying about more educated stuff. Next year, I want to get good grades slash better grades. I also want to do track for school. In five years, I hope to be in college and be doing good at the classes that I'm taking in college. I also hope that our future president will do this country good because right now at this moment, Donald Trump isn't really doing much for this country. I hope that everything does not go down the drain, like political and world peace-wise. Mostly, I hope that everyone comes together and we become a stronger nation, or that some other people get their eyes open to see and recognize how messed up the world is, and to do something about it. I hope that we all come together as one, although it may not happen because there are stubborn people in this world and they won't all work together. I also hope I graduate and get a good job and get a place of my own or my friends. We would like to highlight another group at this time. Away, aka Allies Working with the Youth, is an organization that envisions empowerment, equality, and justice rooted in inclusive, collaborative communities. Their mission is to collectively build a socially just community for the Boston area, APIA youth, by convening a network of youth workers who create and share resources, spaces, and opportunities. Away is a guide to is guiding us to a better future. To learn more about them, visit them. The next segment discusses the mural in Dewey Square by Medi Gondalu called Spaces of Hope. We will describe the mural and credit the artist behind the art piece. We explained why it is important and how the theme of the piece relates to the political, climate, and past podcast episodes. The Spaces of Hope mural is by artist Mehdi Gondalu, who hails from Tehran, Iran. It is the latest giant mural on the Rose Kennedy Greenway. This mural is the fifth in an annual series on the tunnel vent building facing Dewey Square. It is important because it evokes a message of hope. The scene shows a crowd of people in a dark space with small red balloons. I think the red balloons are a representation of hope. It is important because it is made by someone who is Arab, and in, in America, in America, people are very sensitive with these types of people because of the stereotypes made by the fear of 9-11. I think it is also important because it inspires hopes in people. When I interviewed people, they said that they thought of hope when they saw the mural. Spaces of Hope Mural is a mural at Greenway that is made by Mehdi Gandalu that came from Iran. From the situation America is in right now, he has a really low risk chance of actually getting into America. But he did. And the thing is, he had hope that he will get in. And he made the mural called Spaces of Hope, because he has hope. The mural is supposed to symbolize hope, and the artist 
wanted people to think of hope when looking at this mural. The mural was created by Mehdi Gandalo. It is important because this is his first mural in the, America, in the Americas. All the murals that he has done try to stay away from politics. It is important because it evokes a message of hope. The scene shows a crowds of people in the dark space with small red balloons. I think the red balloons are a representation of hope. When I look at spaces of hope, I think of people holding on to their hopes despite their lives being so dark. Since the crowds of people are in a dark space, I interpret it as people living in a dark and miserable society. Or it could be that these people are going through some struggles in their lives. When they are holding the red balloon, I interpret it as them holding on to hope since the red is the brightest color in the mural. It also stands out the most in the mural. The glimpses of red is also really small compared to the immense space of darkness. Therefore, it makes me think that these people are holding on to the last small bit of hope to have a better future. When I look at the spaces of hope, I see people trying to move up to escape the dark, but also come together so that they are lined up. It makes me think about how some people don't get to stay on top, but no one is stepping on anyone, making the message as achieving without stepping on each other because we're all going somewhere and it takes time to get there. The mirror connects to everything we talked about in previous episodes because it shows how being kept in the dark represents fear. We are fearful of our life because we will never know what's going to happen to us. We are kept in the dark, but we still have hope which is represented through the balloons. We hold on to these small hopes, which gradually become a big hope, which represents the big balloon on top. It represents the United States, and we are left in the dark of what our future becomes. We still have to hold on to hope and make a change with our balloons. We have to latch on and endure until change is made, but change is not easy. Change takes time, people, and communication. Even protests become a really, really huge issue because peaceful protest is hard to obtain. There's always something that ruins and disrupts the peace and making it hard to obtain. This mural is important because it shows that people are walking up to the light because they have hope. At the top, it shows a brighter future for the people that are going up. This mural has given a lot of people hope. When I look at this, I think about people walking up the stairs to find the light, which represents their goal or hope. Everyone has a balloon with them, and at the top, it's a bigger balloon. This shows that each balloon is hope, and they are walking up while carrying hope. They're, and they are about to see a brighter future. This mural connects to everything we have talked about in the previous episode by showing many people still have hope for a better future. When I look at the mural, I see a lot of people climbing up the big spiral staircase with a small balloon in their hands, walking towards a big red balloon. I interpret it as that the small red balloon are that the small sparks of hope that we hold onto in our everyday lives and that we are slowly climbing up to our goals. And finally, in the end, we just release it and our lives are forever blessed. See everyone trying to get somewhere. They, that somewhere is the top of the stairs to the big balloon. They all seem to hope to get to the big balloon. This makes me think about life. In, this, in the mural, it shows a lot of balloons on the bottom, but when it gets higher, less and less have balloons. In life, we all start with lots of goals and hopes to achieve them. But later in life, we, you notice that some of these goals won't work, but you still have some. At the end, you end up with what you hoped you for. The mural connects to everything that we've talked about previously because the Muslim ban and other orders, the laws, and have negatively affected immigrants. These laws have 
the political potential to ruin many people's lives. Many people had hopes to come to America and see people and see family or seek refugee refuge and it seems like this may not be possible. I think we need to hold on to hope so that we can continue to make positive change. I want my family as well as other families to feel safe and we can try to do that together as a community. How does this marrow connect to everything we have talked about in the previous podcast episodes and the current political climate? It speaks about it because this mural is talking about our country, our nation now, and what is currently happening. How we must keep our hopes and put them together to overcome the bad situation that is going on in America. We have talked about how the current political climate is affecting people's lives and our fears, and this mural has it all. The contrast of light and dark goes perfectly and tells a story that if you look at it close enough or think about it just a little, it'll make sense. Overall, it is a beautiful painting telling our current situation, telling our story. A lot of people are losing their hope because of what is happening now, and they're afraid of what will happen to them, and they don't know if they are safe here anymore. The mural, I think, is telling us not to give up and hold on to our hopes and dreams and come together as the diverse nation that we are and unite like it should be, since we have the name United States of America. I think this mural connects to fear. In our podcast for this season, we have been talking about our personal fears and fears for our future. The dark space could represent fear and uncertainty and how we are often kept in the dark about many things. It could also represent the environment that we are living through right now. The past year of 2016 has been so dark and miserable for the most part. For example, the presidential elections essentially divided our nation, many terrorist attacks, and natural disasters. It could represent the personal fears that we have for ourselves. And the revolution can represent hope or it can serve as a reminder that the darkness will not last forever and that good things can still be possible to happen. It tells people to not give up and to keep working hard. If we do not give up, then change for the better is still possible. We would like to give a special shout out to the Chinese Historical Society of New England. They are the f dedicated solely to documenting, preserving, and promoting the history and legacy of Chinese immigration in New England. Their mission is to preserve and promote the history of Chinese immigration in New England. When I was in history class, we rarely hear about the Asians immigrating. It was mainly about the Civil War and how the two pr predominant groups, black and whites, were in a conflict. You can check them out at www.chsne.org. <laughs> On April 19th, the Castle Speaks podcast recorded Boston residents during an interactive pop-up in affiliation with the Rose Kennedy Greenway. The interactive pop-up consisted of a whiteboard wall that encouraged lunchgoers in Dewey Square to add what they are hopeful for. We engaged with these participants as well as others in the area to discuss what our hopes are. We are you are about to listen to the hopes and opinions of Boston residents, and these opinions only represent the individual and not the Castle Speak podcast or CSTO as a organization. All right, so what is the first thing you see? What does it make you wonder? Um, well, the first thing I see is that it's like 
darker at the bottom and as you get higher more people get lighter and you see more like color in their shirts and like they look less miserable I think red is very like vibrant and it usually means like love and that kind of stuff so if it was like a blue one that usually means sad or something like that I think red was a good choice so the first thing that I saw when I looked at this um, was the giant red balloon at the very top um I was wondering, when you look at everybody else that's waiting in line to perhaps climb the staircase and release their balloons, why are all their balloons small the same size? Why is there the one balloon at the very top? Why is it so much bigger than everything else? The first thing I noticed was a big balloon on top. Yeah. And it made me wonder, like, I want to know now, like, the meaning of all of the little balloons. Yeah, compared to the big one. Yep. Like, why is one bigger than the rest of the balloons? Or are the little ones, like, the sum of all of all of them and then the big one? I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, like, hope. Like, sending a message out. Like, I'm you, not sure you, what you it will be, but I guess that it's, like, that all of them together create the big balloon. Yeah. Like, so whatever they are yeah. all representing. Like all the little balloons put together and sending it out to the world. I think it's a big city, a lot of people crowded. Well, the color combination kind of reminds me a little bit of Pepsi. <laughs> you, you know, this this blue and this red, which is, which is also reminds of a big city, right? The yeah. pop culture, big city. So I, I think it blends together very well. Well, I think about the spiral staircase because that is probably the most prominent feature of it and there's the light source shining onto it. Mm. I think it's supposed to be intended to be a metaphor for lifting spirits high. <laughs> wow. You know, I never noticed that uh, it's a bunch of people looking at a balloon going up. I guess every time I look at it, uh, it just makes me think of, you know, outside. It makes me think of sunny days because of the blue sky on the top, right? It makes me think that there's hope for uh, improvements on the grayest, coldest days, you know? Yeah. Of the blue? Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I think it's breaking up the monotony of the gray days we get in Boston, right? A lot of times, whether it's like smog pollution or just the weather, it's like you look over there and you're like, all right, yes, I can't wait for spring, can't wait for summer, you know? It's funny because usually red, I think, provokes like almost violent emotions, right? Or like negative emotions. But I don't know. When I look at it, I, I love it. I think it's a great contrast to the black in the background. I think it's just, it really draws your eye to the fact that it's a balloon floating, you know, yeah. in the middle of nowhere. I like the use of the red, actually, you know? Okay. And if you look at the top, like, it's a lighter red on the top, so you can kind of get the impression that it's yeah. sunny, yeah. you know? So the title is called Spaces of Hope. Okay. Does that make you think, like, this mural reflects anything about American society, like, the mindset or culture? Um, I mean, yeah, I can see that. Uh, a lot of people are, are looking up. They're, they're trying to... Uh, you know, they're starting in kind of a dark place, but, you know, everyone is has a balloon and is making their way up towards what appears to be, you know, an open space. I assume that's symbolizing, you know, upper mobility and opportunity. So, you know, I, I kind of, you know, view this as a city and a land of opportunity and hope. So I can, I can see what the artist is going for. Absolutely. The whole idea of the, the uh, so-called American dream. <laughs> so-called. Uh, and then now that I'm, when I'm really looking at it, you can notice that as 
more as people are climbing to the top and getting higher and higher, you notice that more and more balloons are popped because you know you notice in the very bottom everyone has their balloon, and then as you go up, some people don't have their balloons anymore. Um, so I think that just goes to show you something right there. I hadn't thought about it in that regard. Um, I think you can take anything and interpret it however you see fit. Um, certainly with that idea of things going up or down and your perspective is reflective of where you are in society right now. And I think that's certainly prevalent in where we are today. I'd say so, yeah. Because everyone's lining up to hope to get out into the sun. Like, they're all waiting and trying to go. What are your hopes for 2017? World peace. Um, I, was, I just want peace in my own country. <laughs> so I hope that I have a really nice wedding. Uh, my job, I hope that I continue on my current progress, which has been really positive. And nothing too crazy, just keep doing what I'm doing and doing it well. Impeachment. <laughs> uh, hope for a, a, a peaceful world. Uh, hope for continued prosperity overall. Uh, and hope for some delicious tacos. Oh, find a new job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Get more physically fit. Uh, spend more time with the family. Uh, world peace is overrated to make it out alive. I don't know. My, I didn't set any goals at New Year's time. Uh, you know, good health uh, and uh, I guess, you know... Go- uh, my number one hope is that Donald Trump is impeached. Um, but I think uh, kind of expanding upon that is looking to bridge some of the divide that we're seeing in our country right now and just some more healing for us uh, as a people together. Stay alive. Enjoy life. 2017, that Trump gets impeached and we start going back the other way where Obama was. Completing work on my house. Uh, Let's just say a a happy and healthy year um, for myself, those I love, and for everyone. In our final episode, we discuss our hopes and fears focusing on staying positive through the darkest times. We also discuss the mural created by Medhi Gondulu, Spaces of Hope. We would like to remind all of our listeners that even when life becomes scary and uncontrollable, we ask that you never give up hope. This is the final episode in Season 3 of the Castle Speak Podcast. We will be on summer hiatus until next September. Please make sure to look out for season four and stay up to date our announcement on Twitter. Follow us at Castle underscore speaks.